Hello, welcome to the Real or No Real podcast. I'm Gwenny B. I'd like to start by introducing my producer, Janelle Wald. Hi, everyone. I'm Janelle Wald. I am her podcast producer. And we wanted to start this podcast because we both found that the events of the last couple of years have really concerned us, and we decided to try to do something about it. We both were kind of stymied, I guess, for lack of a better word. The Afghan debacle happened, and that was totally not right, how everything rolled. And then all of a sudden, mandates came out. And this is about trying to connect with other people, like-minded people. Janelle and I met on LinkedIn. I had a LinkedIn account that I basically used for my resume to get my resume out. And when the mandates came out, I felt like something wasn't right. So during the summer of 2020, when all those mostly peaceful protests were taking place, quote unquote, and the CV illness came along and everybody went into lockdown, were you good to go with everything that was happening up until then? Or what was the first thing that jumped out at you? Yeah, I have to admit that I was asleep, try not to watch the news a lot. And I really was detached, I guess. We were sent home in March of 2020. We thought we were going to just be sent home for a few days, a couple weeks. I left my notebooks at work. We were remote 100% after that for two years. Never went back at all. Wow. Never went back. I actually changed jobs during all of this. And I was remote at my new job for a solid year. Before I met the people that I was working with, we talked on Skype. I was one of those people, what you would call asleep, living in an alternate reality from what I have discovered. Sure. What is reality now, which is kind of scary. So what we are hoping to do, you know, people are so busy. I guess I was considered one of those people who was too busy. So mm-hmm. I was just busy rowing, you know, keeping up, trying to satisfy expectations and doing your just job. had really no idea. Yeah, doing my job, trying to do it well. And like I said, the Afghan debacle just really gave me pause, like all of that. This is the United States of America. This is not how our military works. This is not okay. And then all of a sudden the mandates and I went on LinkedIn and started looking at all of the comments and all of the posts. And I started linking with people all over the world, not just in the US. I was basically getting news from LinkedIn. You know, people might say LinkedIn, but these are very intelligent people, basically, you know, the top of their fields, very professional people, absolutely, very intelligent people. So why not listen to them? Right. One of the things that always enters my head when we talk about talking to people on social media or these independent journalists and the smaller time journalists who really have been the best at digging up what's going on inch by inch throughout this whole thing, and people immediately label it conspiracy instead of, well, why don't you look at what we're seeing and what other people are saying before forcing a label on us? And LinkedIn is to me, a step above that. I never, before all this started happening, I would never have thought about talking about politics on there. Never in a million years. But these are dire times. Never. I never even looked at the feed. I was a good employee. (laughs) Sure. So I started looking at posts and this was happening all over the world. Canada, Australia, Austria, Mm -hmm. Italy, 
and people were speaking up, but they were being squelched. Oh, absolutely. They were putting information out that, because we had been going to the CDC. We were told, look at the CDC site, look at Johns Hopkins and right. all of that. So that's what we were doing. And everything that I heard that was contrary to what we were hearing mainstream made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. They absolutely had documentation, like Dr. Robert Malone. Mm -hmm. I mentioned him because I linked with him early on, and he was one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine. And he has amazing research that he has spent his entire life working on. Mm -hmm. People like him and other people, what I was seeing was a vivid contrast in what was being presented mainstream and what we were being told. And mm -hmm. even what our HR people at work were telling us was. Oh, that's interesting. Because I work for myself. So but I'm yes. not surprised. What what did they say? Did they just go along with Every the mainstream media? Every single thing that was being put out by the CDC. And that's what I saw. Lockstep. Lockstep right. narrative. How can the entire world have a lockstep narrative on something that just mm -hmm. came up? So that got me really, really alarmed. And speaking of that, it just reminded me way back in the summer of 2020, I started to pay attention to, wow, these are all the media is owned by six large corporations all around the world. And the reason that's scary is because you are getting one narrative. It's a propaganda arm of radical extremists and you're not getting, they're stifling the other side. So that's scary. Exactly. So there were a few times during the summer of 2020 when citizen journalists or smaller time reporters would be showing, okay, this is one person, one news anchor talking and saying two or three sentences about whatever they were told to say and reading off of their script. And then they go to two, then they go to three, and it goes up to 500 or a thousand around the globe saying the exact same word. Yeah, absolutely. That And, and then I started seeing censorship on there. People that I had a lot of respect for that were on there spreading the word, trying to get things out. I mean, they had amazing credentials. We're not just talking about regular social media. These are people's platforms that they put out mm -hmm. for their entire professional experience. And right. So they put a lot on the line to do that, first of all. Yeah. And you can tell they're real people. You know, they've got their contact, they've got their phone numbers, their email addresses in a lot of cases. And then eventually I started seeing people, as I did, remove some information from their accounts mm -hmm. <laughs> because I took my job that I was affiliated with at that time off so that none of my views reflected. Not that I had a lot of views on there, but I would comment on things. But I saw censorship to an alarming degree, I'm like, okay, here again, we've got never, ever in our entire history, we've never seen the military act that way. We've never seen mandates on our bodies. We've never seen censorship. One of our expressions in America, it's a free country. You can say whatever you want. Hopefully you don't offend people. But people were just, they were putting research from papers. They were putting frontline doctors that were actually treating the disease, they were putting their information out, trying to share things that worked for them, and they were being censored. Part of it is supposed to be discourse. A huge part of it is supposed to be sharing information amongst doctors, amongst scientists, and amongst right. people. So instead of just using the two words, the science 
And then having half of the country, half of the world just trust in what that means, supposedly, and not really being willing to look at the real science. I've been flabbergasted that that's been considered going against community standards on social media. I have never been removed, but I've had warnings and I've known plenty of people that have been put in Facebook jail and taken off of LinkedIn and everything. Exactly. And I saw that there is a pastor in Tennessee I was linked with, and we actually had a couple of conversations on there. Really, really nice, kind man. And he had given an example of his friend in the hospital that worked in the ER, and they escorted this man out because he gave the patient the forbidden treatment because it went against what they were supposed to do, one protocol, and that's a whole nother topic. The early treatment? Yes. Right. So right. that right there, all of the little things, I've I've always, I guess, had a sensitive spirit, but this threw my red flags up. I'm like, something is not right. This is America mm-hmm. or America, <laughs> as people like to say here in the South, you know. It's America. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, help, <laughs> what is going on? So I started really researching and just miraculously, I discovered that whatever world I was living in is not the world that is actually going on, which Mm -hmm. gives you a really weird feeling. It does. It makes you almost feel crazy and you know you're not crazy. So one of the things that we both wanted to point out is neither one of us are people that just have gone through life or our entire adulthood thinking twice about any of these things. We just took our freedom for granted. I think we've both been conservative for quite a while, but not really very politically active. And all the events that have happened in the last couple of years have changed that completely because we both see how dire it is. Exactly. And I've always had, a, I guess, an independent spirit when it came to politics. So one thing I'd like to stress is this podcast is it's not about politics at all. Politics might come into it, but it's more about our freedom here in America and what we stand for and what, not just America, all over the world, it's basically good and evil. We have discovered that there's things going on that are not good and we are about goodness. Whether you're spiritual or not, you'll recognize this. I I think it's just really about trying to figure out what's going on. And we've done a lot of research and I didn't set out to do a podcast, but I have a lot of research. And as Janelle and I started talking, it's like, you know, we could do that and reach other people. So Mm -hmm. that is our hope that you'll share with us and come back and participate and listen. What we want to stress is we need to come together as just normal people and figure out what we can do to change the chaos and the wrong that's going on. It's just things that need to be addressed and what we can do to make the problems better, how we can come together and discuss this and make a difference. We have both noticed that on both sides of the aisle, in our country and every country, they're mostly corrupt at the very, very least and don't have their citizens in mind at all. So it's not, hey, just... Vote Republican down ticket and everything will be fine. It's way more complicated than that. 
We don't have to go into the whole gun control argument right now. But one of the things I've seen people say is, well, look at how good it is in Australia and Canada and these places ever since they took away their guns. Well, it's not. It's not going well in those places at all. It's, It's close to being complete and total tyranny. Some people still don't see it. They don't show it. They don't show it here. And their mainstream media, by the way, does the same thing. They just don't talk about it. You have to get your information from independent people that are providing information and videos of things that are going on that mainstream media won't show and won't tell. Lying about the statistics of the CV illness and the exact same things and covering up and omitting. It's just horrible. So no, I don't think it's a good idea to follow their programs. We both have made a lot of good connections and friends that we talk to from all around the world. One of my best friends these days fled Australia, actually, back in the winter. Not going to say where she lives, but she had to leave her business, her house, her family, grandkids. She wanted to get out of there before she couldn't. Mm -hmm. And it was smart, but it makes her really sad. I mean, we just laugh and laugh and laugh every time we talk just because she's a hilarious person. (laughs) But we also talk about what's going on. And it's exactly the same Here, everywhere, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, she literally had to flee and she can't come here and she doesn't want to anymore because we're so messed up and she can't anyway because she's unveed. So they won't let her in our country because of that? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's what I said. She just told me that a couple of weeks ago. She said, not that I would anymore right now. It's so messed up. It's no better. Yeah. And then I saw somebody else post something similar that they, oh, somebody wanted to come back here for a funeral, their child's funeral, their grown-up child's funeral. And they were in another country and they weren't allowed to come in because they're unvaccinated. So you've got to be kidding me. I did not know that. I didn't until recently either. So, but we have no mandates now, but it's a requirement. But yet the thousands upon thousands of people coming over our southern border are not required to have it. That's correct. So just tell her to go through the south border. Oh, there's so many jokes about that. Everybody (laughs) says, or even people here in America say, why don't we just go down there and come back and get some money paid for You know, I mean, it might be a better living. They are bussed everywhere and they're flown everywhere. And there's fentanyl. I think this was maybe two months ago or so that a border patrol agent, one of the top agents was reporting that enough fentanyl had been confiscated at that point to kill everyone in America seven times over. And that was two months ago. And that was only what was confiscated. There's also massive Mm -hmm. sex and human trafficking going on. It's just yeah, those are topics yeah, within themselves. They are. They are. And but, the numbers are so much bigger than you would ever know. Well, one of the things that I have discovered too, because there's a lot of people that basically they're good people. They're not extremists. They watch Fox News. Fox News is no better for, they might bring a topic up that you won't see brought up anywhere else and have a small, but sometimes they won't even bring topics up. So You really can't count on that anymore, but there's a, you would just be amazed at how many people follow Fox News and think it's the gospel and it's not. Yeah. They are owned by the same people. Right. And that's the other thing that bothers me is people will say, oh, you must just sit and get all your information from Fox then. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I don't actually. I haven't watched them since election night. 
And even before then, I started to watch individual citizen reporters and people that are just, you know, these small time journalists that really have been providing all of the really important information that tells you what's really going on. And, you know, a lot of the on the street type of citizen journalists as well. The information's just there. So thank God for them because they really are part of what really opened my eyes to what's going on. But no, I mean, the whole label, we discussed that too. Fox News watcher, racist, white supremacist, I guess. And then I'm an anti-masker and then I'm an anti-vaxxer and (laughs) the labels. It's just a quick label. And then that's a good way. You say something mean and then neglect to have a conversation about what's really going on and share information with each other and have discourse about it. I do not accept any labels. I won't even, you know, some people sarcastically say, yeah, I'm in this, I'm in that, but I won't own a label they put on me because I am me. Right. And I will not wear a label. Same. Since you and I are literally, I don't know how many miles away, many miles away, you're from up north and I'm from down south, and we still see the same way. And people that I had linked with from all over the world believe the same. It's either good or bad. And I think that there's a lot of people that are not seeing that they're distorting what looks good is really bad. And there are a lot of distractions, too. Yes, absolutely. Turn our focus this way. Quick, look this way. Quick, look that way. Quick, fight about this, fight about that. And it works. It's constant. And it's coming at us 50 miles an hour, especially when you're trying to stay on top of this stuff as part of what you do. It's really difficult (laughs) to stay on top of it all. And then knowing, and we can talk about that later, but the World Economic Forum's whole role in this at the more macro level And that's what's really the underpinning of all this. Yes. I can't do everything, but I can do something. One person can make a difference. Absolutely. And I would like for everybody to feel like that. Educate, share, and unite. And we hope that you join us for our next podcast. 